Hi guys and welcome to Entre Nos. This is Yvette. And this is Gabi. I'm originally from Cuba. I've lived in the U.S. for 20 years. And I'm originally from Venezuela and I've lived here for six years. And now we both live in Gainesville and on our first episode we want to talk about leaving home and why that could be a challenge and how could we possibly find a balance between enjoying our individuality but also not losing our bonds with our family. mid-20s I'm 31 now and I felt really bogged down by all of my mom's rules she didn't want me to go out to parties all of my friends were doing that Um, really started when I was 18 and I moved out to college for a little bit but she kept trying to get me back home and then I did ultimately and even though I was unhappy Um, She really didn't want to let me go until I was done with studying, but I'm in literature, graduate school, and so I'm 31 and I'm still finishing my PhD. So, you know, I was unhappy, still at home, and not done with my career, nowhere near being married, so there was no reason in her eyes for me to leave home, yet I was old enough that I really, really, really did have that personal need. (laughs) Um, but it was very difficult to, and had to resist against her to try to leave and do it, you know, in ways without her support, basically. And that was really, really challenging for me. And right now I'm still trying to prove that I made the right decision. I think, um, whenever you have, uh, a transition from another country to a new one, um, being this from Venezuela to U.S., um you get to have the perfect excuse because the dynamic when you are at least latin or um hispanic is that you pretty much need a reason why you're leaving home so whether it's because you're going to university or because you're getting married um in this case it was a perfect situation for me because moving to us made us uh, realize everyone needed to pay their bills so we were not you know being paid for so being that said I needed to work and pay rent as well making myself be seen by my parents as an individual that can't pay for their you know for stuff and that I would manage my own time to go to work to study at the time I was um, studying English um, and then eventually my mom got a better job in another state so that was an opportunity for me to just do my independent life as I wanted um, although I feel that in my country it would have not been the mm. same situation so the fact that you guys had immigrated and everyone needed to basically take care of themselves everybody had to pull their own weight so to speak that allowed for there to be a reason for you to have your independence without any resistance right so there was really no 
questions asked. It was more of a, okay, I have my job. I'm going to go to um, Ocala at the time. I'm going to go to Ocala and live there. Um, and there was just no question asked. Like, I was working. I was paying everything I needed mm -hmm. to pay for. So I did not have any strings attached to my parents. Um, so that makes it much easier although when i was living in venezuela i felt that i couldn't even work because they wanted me to study and i was mm -hmm. studying high school at the time and even though people would work since 16 years old if i would have brought up that to them i feel they would have felt a kind of way like no we're paying mm -hmm. you know they they i think they're scared of you being independent because mm -hmm. you they feel you're gonna leave them behind or something like that Mm -hmm. or do things maybe derail from the path that they want you to follow right yes uh, uh yeah like rebellion mm -hmm. like they, they and be drinking margaritas at five o'clock like i am right now <laughs> see derailing <laughs> derailing from the mother's path yes and yet at least for me it was the best decision i ever made i've never grown up so fast and become so much more responsible and mature and caring about others because i see what it takes the hard work that it takes to do everything until i left home so for me at least it was the best course but perhaps not at 18 that depends on everybody and honestly it's such a personal decision and how do we talk to our parents about that You know, how do we show them, like, this is a what is right for me as an individual at this age? Um, yeah, and I definitely think um, now me being able to see another culture and how they interact with each other, I feel that here is more of a, um, a need that, um, or, or more, I guess it's normalized, the mm. fact that, you know, the, you, Leaving home. you're 20 and then you leave home. Like, it's a yeah. normal thing. Although in our countries, I'm not sure if it's because usually, at least in Venezuela, you don't rent where you are staying. You usually just buy a house. Mm -hmm. So the decision is much bigger where mm -hmm. you usually just move out when you're getting married right. or, or because you finish your career. But right. here, since the rent is so popular, it's very easy for you to just right. leave and rent a place. And yet, my mom still expected me to leave when I finished my career or got married. Yeah, for Even so, audience. she still had the expectation of back home. What would happen, for instance, and I think this is the maybe closer to the case of your friend from that is living in Colombia right now. What happens if you are already mid-20s maybe even late 20s, maybe even early 30s, and you still are either not done with your career or you're just not married and you're not, you don't have a boyfriend, you don't see yourself getting married, yet you very much feel like you want to be able to run your home in the, independently. I feel that the problem is that you're not going to get a support from them. They feel mm. that the only support that you're getting is the fact that you're living with them, but they're not going to help in the process. So that makes it 10 times harder because if you're not graduated yet and you're just working in a, as a cashier in a place, it's unaffordable. Mm -hmm. 
in, in Latin America is unaffordable to be by so yourself. So how is your friend doing it? Okay, so she started um, working uh, with a friend, but it's kind of like, since it's a new business, she's kind of getting, she's not getting paid um, as an employee, but like a, as a contributor. So she's, uh, you know, marketing with a friend. She's doing this thing. So mm-hmm. since this friend is like, Starting with the company, I believe she gets a cut of um, the profit that they're making. So she's making a little bit more than a regular um, employee. Mm-hmm. And also, um, she was referred, like, she, she got kind of like an efficiency. It's not like an apartment, mm-hmm. apartment but it is a place for herself. Mm-hmm. So she feels that she's not going to be able to, you know, afford to to like furnish the apartment yet or mm-hmm. anything like that so she's trying to take everything possible so that's how she feels she's gonna be able to afford it but mm-hmm. it's still a big risk so that's right. why she hasn't she had not made the push before how old is she uh 25 or so mid-20s and mid-20s. she graduated mid-20s. with a psychology degree she lives in where in colombia is it the town apartado apartado yeah apartado Apartado, Colombia. She's mid-20s, graduated with a psychology degree. And she hadn't been able to get a full-time job within the field and move out. And now she got a job. um, And she has moved out. um, And so far, she's excited. She thinks she's going to have, you know, a happier life. Yes. How do her parents feel about it? And, and this is the thing, she also had a good excuse because she had problems with um, her parents as far as like mm. their relationship was affecting her emotionally. So with this being said, since it's been so long that this has been going on with that toxic relationship with the parents, mm-hmm. um, the mom understands that she cannot be in that environment like and that is affecting her at a point where she wasn't able to even get a job. Um, so it's kind of like the mom knows that she also needs to get out of it, but she doesn't have either, I don't know, she, she hasn't been able to take that decision. Right. So she understands that the daughter is doing the, the right thing. But as far as the dad, I think he doesn't even talk to her because she's leaving. Because she's leaving. So she, yeah. So For me, kind of, I yeah, think my mom. about that. Because, yeah, it's like she's dishing them when... Right. And why should it be this way? Why can't they support this decision? That's been my question. And for me, it wasn't until I got accepted into UF in Gainesville that I could leave Miami, like you said, having a reason. Having a reason to do it. Without having that reason, it would have been you know, a disaster. Um, My mom would not have accepted it. And I think also the fact that I thought differently ideologically than my stepdad and that gave my, kind of put my mom in the middle of us a little bit. That also made my mom feel like, okay, it's good that, you know, she's leaving the house. So again, another, a reason needed to be there. But the fact of you just wanting to be independent and an individual in your own space and growing in your own space and how positive that is it that is not celebrated when it comes to hispanic women whether it's back home or when it's you know first immigrated to the u.s and i don't know about first generation because i'm an immigrant gabby as well 
So maybe we can get, um, we can invite people to come in and, and talk about that. Maybe you guys can leave your comments about that. But that's definitely uh, a very interesting question. Why Hispanic parents for the most part? And of course, it's going to vary depending on are they first generation immigrants, second or third? Why they cannot celebrate the decision of their daughters getting their own place and moving out before finishing their career or maybe they're they're just going to work no career um professional career in those terms or getting married without any of those two reasons why they cannot celebrate our decision to already spread our wings um but also you know we could also talk about maybe some of the positive things about that about wanting to be together longer you know, communal, that communal aspect rather than the extreme, which is like an extreme individuality that we can sometimes experience in the U.S. And we don't like aspects about that either. Yes, and I, and I find myself um, here that before I didn't notice this because it was a common matter. But right now I notice myself um, valuing when people have constant communication with their parents which to me before it was something that all of us did but when I came here because there's a lack of communication and union with um, people and their parents and their mm -hmm. families members in general whenever someone is closer parents when they call them or when I see them talking to them oh, oh look they talk to them all it to me is something that I value mm -hmm. and I see oh wow like I really respect that person because they have this communication with their parents mm -hmm. and before I didn't see that because everyone did but here you don't see that often so when I see that I'm like wow like I yeah value this person because they really have a good communication with their family members mm -hmm. and they care yes because you feel there is a point that you feel that here they don't really have that caring mm -hmm. and they don't feel that um union or connection mm -hmm. with her <laughs> yeah that we become members. so individualistic and everyone has their own space and their own privacy and their own you know their own food to eat every single day you're not eating yeah, together exactly their own life so much that sometimes the negative side of that is that you lose a closer bond um And maybe that support system is not as strong in some ways. And that affects a lot of kids. If we want to get extreme, a lot of the school shootings that happened last year and the year before that, I always felt like it had to do with kids that felt alienated. You know, they were at home alone a lot of the times online. And then they felt alienated at school too. So they didn't really have a sense of community. And that leads to so many issues that being one of them I feel like in the U.S. and I think that part of our Hispanic culture having that sense of community is so important um, is so useful to us and that's why I think we have to retain it but how do we navigate having some of our individuality as well right so yeah I think it's it's a matter of finding a balance and it's it's very hard because it's has come you know in every generation um differently and i find myself doing that too 
now that my sister is married with um, someone that was born here and raised as well, I've noticed uh, changes in her behavior mm-hmm. within the family, and I do feel a kind of way, which I'm trying to teach myself not to because I have to adapt better to a situation. But I do feel sometimes that she would do, you know, have more um, decisions that are individualistic instead mm-hmm. of like, oh, you know, vamos a comer todo junto. No, and then she's like, well, but I don't want to eat this. And then she wants to eat something else. Yeah. And then those things are different from what we're used to. Because when we're kids, we're like, okay, if everyone is going to eat chicken, all of us are going to eat chicken. Right. It's not like, oh, no, but I... Today I want to eat meat, and then you're gonna go to McDonald's get get meat get get yep. like a burger, mm-hmm. and then come home and eat by yourself because it's a family dinner. Yep. So I feel that here people don't respect that because they feel respect comes with privacy and individualism and being able to eat what you want, mm-hmm. but that I feel is a way to also separate people because then they don't respect the time together. Mm-hmm. They only respect their time, the their private time. Mm-hmm. So it's like hard because I always think them like, how am I gonna do with my kids? <laughs> That's know? a very good point. <laughs> Not just respecting your individuality and your time alone, but respecting your time together. That's a very good way to put it. So the balance is about respecting both the time together and the individuality as much. And this happened to me. Um, when I would visit my hometown in Cuba, Olguin, and I had already spent years in the U.S., five years, um, and I already had become Americanized, and when I was in Cuba and we would all be eating something, I wanted to go off and buy something for myself and eat it, and a couple times I did, and everybody looked at me strange, and I, at the moment, didn't understand it, and now I cringe because I know what I did was disrespectful completely disrespectful and I yeah and I was just a kid in between these two cultures right so I could not understand the full picture and now that's what I'm trying to do and I think this podcast is part of that trying to understand the full picture of where we are in this in-between space and trying to then find the best balance and be able to for our parents and ourselves to be happy in this new context Definitely, yeah. And going back to um the movie now, I do think it's also about that respecting, um, in the parent side, respecting our decision and don't feel you have to justify the fact that you want to leave the home and that it's not something negative. That is something positive, but also in our on our on our side, also respecting that that, you know, they have a different view about it and and just try to. I guess, be more understanding of their actions as well. Definitely. And on that note, thank you guys for listening. That's the end of our episode. And we want to leave you with a song of Natalia Laforcade called Me Voy de Casa.